and welcome to Players Anatomy. I am your host, Charlie DeClean. I'm a physical therapist at Bell & Health, Titletown Sports Medicine Orthopedics, a stone's throw away from iconic Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. On today's episode, we have an interview with Liz Summers. Liz is a physician's assistant by trade, but has a unique career path that has led her to be a lifestyle medicine professional. Liz does a great job of laying the groundwork to help all of our listeners understand what that actually means. What is lifestyle medicine? Uh, I thought this would be a fitting topic seeing as the first week of the new year is when people love to make New Year's resolutions. So hopefully this topic will help you guys get some clarity about those resolutions. So stretch out, warm up and get ready. This is Players Anatomy. First up is news of the day. Uh, The one injury in the NFL that seems to be continued week to week to hit the headlines that I don't think we've really touched on is Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens uh, quarterback, had an ankle injury that is now kind of loosely been labeled as a bone bruise. And I have no idea if this is truly what he has, but I just thought the idea of bone bruise would be good for us to talk to uh, talk about here, seeing as that a lot of times this is misunderstood. So when people have a true, true bone fracture, that is obviously worst case scenario. And there is all the layers of the bone truly are are affected by that. It shows up on x-ray. You can see it uh, that sometimes a surgical, sometimes if it's lined up perfectly, we just let it sit and heal. But it's it's a big deal. Bone bruise does not usually show up on x-ray. So a lot of times people look and say, like, oh, I don't have a fracture. Good. When really, once they either do MRI, CT scan, bone density, there's a bunch of different ways they can diagnose this. But really what it is, is your bones can bruise just like your skin can. They just don't look the same. They don't always show the same where you start seeing black and blue show up. The bone doesn't always do that. But the idea is the same, that it's truly the layers of the bone, the different layers is three layers, that middle layer can be become injured or bruised and similar to any tissue being injured you got to let it got to let it heal what's interesting when we talk about the ankle uh, is the really the three bones people refer to when they say the ankle so the bones that stick out on the inside and the outside of your ankle a lot of people refer to those as your ankle bones but really they are called your medial and lateral malleoli and they're actually the end of your shin bones your long bigger bone your tibia and then a skinny bone in the outside your fibula and that's actually the bottom of those two bones so where those meet your ankle or your foot the one bone that comes up into that like a fist is your talus so your talus is kind of shaped like a fist and it needs to glide forward and backward to be able to allow normal motion of toes up toes down to happen at the ankle When we talk about an ankle injury and referring to bone, those are really the three bones we're talking about. So that medial and lateral or inside and outside malleoli, really the ends of your shin bones, and then that talus coming up in that. I have no idea what bone they're referring to for Lamar Jackson, but the idea, quite frankly, for all three is the same, is that anytime he's going to load that bone... He's right now, it's bruised, it would hurt. No different if you bruised a muscle or bruised something else and you use it, it hurts. And timelines in this, uh, quite honestly, are all over the board. This tends to be very patient specific, so I won't even try to assign a timeline here. But I uh, really thought it's one thing we really haven't talked about, or if we did, it's been a long time that idea of bone bruise versus uh, bone fracture. So I hope, I don't think that really cle- cleans anything up for everybody, but get an idea when you hear bruise. Yes, your bones can bruise just like skin and muscle can. 
For today's interview, we welcome Liz Summers. As mentioned before, Liz is a physician's assistant by trade, uh, but is now kind of leading our lifestyle medicine professional, or is one of our lead lifestyle medicine professionals here at Bell & Health. And she really does a nice job of, of kind of trying to get an idea of, of truly what lifestyle medicine is and how it's really more of an all-encompassing approach to the prevention and treatment of chronic diseases. And she does a nice job of, of really trying to paint a picture of you really need to know how many different facets there are to your health that could be really affecting the problem you have at hand. So one of the most, uh, you know, simplest ideas is being overweight and thinking, oh, I just simply have to worry about nutrition. And it's so much more than that. And Liz really does a nice job of explaining that. So I'll let her, I'll, I'll let her take it from here. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Here is Liz Summers. All right, Liz, thanks for joining us. So give our listeners a little background. Where you're from, where'd you grow up? Yeah, thanks for having me, Charlie. So I grew up in central Wisconsin in a tiny town called Red Granite. I went off uh, to the big city, UW-Madison, got my undergrad degree, and then went off to the University of Iowa for PA school. And I ended up coming back to Wisconsin um, for work and wanting to be closer to family. So I got my first job down in Janesville, actually. I worked there for a year and a half in orthopedics and then uh, worked about 10 years in Appleton, uh, doing mainly hip and knee replacement, um, and then here at Bellin. So it's nice to be um, home back in the state of Wisconsin and um, being able to provide care to to patients um, that are close. Mm -hmm. So our topic today, I know I talked about in the introduction, is going to be lifestyle medicine. So let's start really, really basic and broad. Mm -hmm. What is lifestyle medicine? Yeah, lifestyle medicine is, you know, at its core, the foundation of conventional medicine. It's really a, a program that is aimed to help patients slow down, stop, or reverse chronic diseases such as uh, diabetes, obesity, coronary artery disease, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, for example. And we really take uh, this approach by looking at uh, six different pillars um, of health. So those six pillars include nutrition, um, exercise, stress management, sleep, relationships and avoidance of risky substances. So we really try and do a deep dive and really get um, as personal as we can with patients to try and understand, okay, what are you doing in these six areas um, of your life and how can we improve uh, those areas, which um, you know really focuses on improving their well-being, right? Yeah, and it seems like historically, health systems in general or wellness places if you want to have always tried to address each of those pillars in its own silo right right correct so like even weight management is a classic example you know so i hear the word weight management and i just assume somebody who's overweight mm -hmm. when really it could absolutely be somebody with an eating disorder who is severely underweight yeah exactly but 100 you use the word weight management and you probably exclude a whole bunch of people that need help and they're like well that's not for me right, right? right so when did you really see this transition then to the start evolving where it's like everything affects everything else right everything has overlap mm -hmm. so with people that are struggling with one pillar probably aren't 
completely perfect in the other five pillars, right? Right. And you really start seeing where it's like, wow, one affects the other. When do you really feel kind of in in your experience so far, even not in just the world of medicine, when did you see our health system start to put this all together and realize we need a more comprehensive approach to this? Yeah, I think it's, I think honestly, it's been a long time coming and it really boils down to disease prevention versus treatment of disease. And you know, for so long, if you talk to a doctor, a PA, a nurse practitioner, our schooling has all been related to the treatment of disease, right? And, um, and we're finding out um, that what about the prevention of disease and and how important that is and and giving folks um, a you know that huge say in their well-being and the more that we're doing uh, research on this topic and looking at the literature to say wow like we there are some factors that people can control themselves you you really don't need a pill for this right and so I think I think it's it, it's I think it has been really the start of it has been years in the making and it's really now coming to fruition and healthcare systems are seeing the importance of it yeah. um, and they're really really jumping on board which is which is awesome yeah so your career journey is very interesting to me because obviously you, you follow a, a pretty normal track at, off of PA school love found a niche stuck with it mm-hmm. um, specifically for you working with uh, with dr. Kleist specifically down in theta for a long time coming and then followed him more or less came up here with him as part of his team right. when did you start to realize because I'm sure there was some overlap that you were kind of along the way doing this mm-hmm. with you know for those listeners that don't know you know body mass index or BMI mm-hmm. is a quite frankly an easy tool for our surgeons to look at for that is a a way to look at prognosis of like is surgery a good idea will this person get a good outcome right and there's a lot of research out there that really shows if you're above a certain BMI you're, you're your risk for having a bad outcome is higher, right? Mm -hmm. It just is. Mm -hmm. So my guess is you have been doing this a little bit along the way behind the scenes before now formally doing it. When do you really feel like you started to see this path was what you wanted to do? Yeah, that's a great question, Charlie. So uh, yeah, I mean, practicing, you know, in the total joint clinic with Dr. Kleist uh, for 10 years, it, it was so fulfilling, but there was always this little burning flame inside of me. And I, I can honestly say it probably started like f- maybe five years ago where I saw people really improving after their hip and knee replacement and, and seeing that change in their quality of life. But I also saw so many people who wanted that hip or knee replacement that you know, we said, well, you know, we can ultimately, we we want to do that, but we want you to lose 30 pounds or we want you to get your blood sugar down. Or, you know, we had created kind of this, this, um, these goals for folks. And then I realized where, where am I sending these folks to achieve these goals, right? Like where, what are the resources that are available to do this? And so I really, I really, as I started to reflect on all of this, I really started to think, gosh, you know, there aren't, there just isn't one spot for patients to go to get these types of resources. And then I learned about two years ago of lifestyle medicine. I didn't even know it existed, right? 
And um, so I, I started learning about it and I started researching it and I um, did this board review course. I took this exam because I wanted to get certified in it. And I, and I told Dr. Kleist and the team and you know our medical director, I said, I want to do this. Like, let's provide this resource here at Titletown for folks who you know really want to have surgery, but they want to, they need to reduce their risk for complications, right? And the surgeon is looking at their ent- entire well-being and saying, yeah, we, we want you to, to reduce these risks. Let's have you go see Liz. I mean, how awesome is that? So yes, the first um, chapter, if you will, of my career has been more based in helping out um, in surgery and you know doing um, doing that. But this chapter is really more about you know wellness and helping people reduce their risks so they can have surgery, and that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely, and. and- it's where medicine has to go. You know, mm-hmm. you, you kind of mentioned before of treating the disease. And even if you look at, quite frankly, sadly, the way that historically all health professions are paid is fee for service, right? right? The more you do, the more we get paid. And I know Bellin has been part of an ACO that has really looked at getting paid based on the healthier you keep your population you serve right. and has been very, very successful. But it's really hard for people to understand because it's so unorthodox it's just not how we've done it for so many years we you know our the last episode we recorded was nick winkler talking about prevention for injuries Mm -hmm. with our athletes right Mm -hmm. this is the word prevention comes up again and i and i said this with nick and and said with you again it's prevention is so hard for Mm -hmm. people to buy into it's so hard right Mm -hmm. because again it's just not normal rehabbing like hey i have knee pain i have horrific arthritis you did my knee and look how much i'm I'm better exactly that's easy for people to wrap their head around yes but the idea of i see where this is going i see the track you're on and if we don't help you make some changes I know how the story ends and it's not pretty. Right. It's so hard for get to people to buy in. It is, it is. And that's a lot of what I discuss with patients when I see them. And I really, really ask them first and foremost to understand their why, right? Why are you doing this? Why is this important to you? And yes, you may have had a doctor or a provider say to you, I would like you to do X, Y, and Z. But there's always a deeper meaning to that, right? There's always a very personal meaning usually. Like I want to be around um, for when my grandkids grow up. I want to, um, you know, uh, change my longevity or I, I yeah I you know my my entire family has this risk of heart disease and I I want to do what I can to reduce that risk right there's a whole slew of evidence out there saying that you know we all have these genetic risk factors when really genetics accounts for about 20 percent of your risk the remaining 80 percent is your lifestyle you can modify that risk based on the foods you eat how much physical activity you get how you manage your stress and that is that's important right and and i don't think 
I, I think we need to talk about it more, right? Um, which is why I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, so I, your, your piece on this with your background makes total sense. Who else is on this team? So who else, so obviously you're a physician's assistant, mm-hmm. who else is truly a provider on this team? Yes, so my colleague, um, Katie Farley, she's a nurse practitioner, she's over at Bellevue, um, and she um, is the provider for lifestyle medicine over there. And then we have um, RN health coaches uh, also on the team that are uh, very important for accountability and um, helping to set and maintain goals. We have registered dietitians who can really help with personalized um, eating plans and menu planning. And we also have personal trainers, right? So people who want to be able to um, maybe increase their physical activity or exercise, but they don't know how, they're worried about getting injured. Um, These folks are vital and so they help us with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, a nice breadth of people. Again, it's instead of everybody trying to do in really each pillar on their own, yes. right? The nutrition, the activity, the you know the psychology piece of it mm-hmm. is. It seems it's set up like a filter or Correct. like a funnel. Sorry, like a funnel. Like of, a funnel. Mm-hmm. We have you know our, our nurse practitioners and uh, and physicians assistants to start, and then filtering and funneling you to the next piece of where maybe the pillar you need the most help with. Yeah, exactly. And I always tell folks like, you know, we can, we can bring these, um, interdisciplinary team members or other team members, if you will, in at any point in the wellness journey, right? So if if folks start seeing me and they say, okay, I, I feel comfortable with you and I want you know to see you for the first few visits and, and then maybe we bring in team members later, great, right? So it, we make it very, very personalized to, to what patients are looking for. And then I know even in my world, uh, readiness to change is a big one, right? Like this mm-hmm. has to be, it has to be your idea. It has to be, you have to be ready. This has to be a prior Yes. So for our people listening right now, even if it's not themselves, even if it's a family member that they're thinking about as, as they're listening to this, they're thinking about dad, they're thinking about mom or, or a sibling or they're themselves, mm-hmm. you know, what are you seeing for where in the journey? Again, we don't want to be reactive and just be just flat out treating the disease. Mm-hmm. Where do you suggest people kind of look as they're as they're trying to see the people in their life that they care about and they, they want to get them on the right path, right? Use myself for example. You know, my father just recently had four stents put in and it wasn't reactionary in that he didn't have a heart attack and we had to rush him in. It was he comes to me because he trusts me and goes, Hey, I'm I'm getting a little burning in my chest and I get a little shortness of breath when I when I exercise. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. And it was kinda like, and we're going to see cardiology. Mm-hmm. Like let's Let's go here right. we go right right and it was reflecting on that knowing coming into this of like man you know i wonder if knowing this where was i catching this a year ago and having him see you right sure so as our listeners think what what are some signs not warning signs but some some things they should be looking for for in themselves or people in their lives that'd be like this is probably the right timing for you to, to get that person in to see you or, or someone on your team yeah you know there's there's really no wrong time honestly that's that's the true answer um I always tell people it's really about it's really about feeling well, you know, feeling better, right? So if you're like, gosh, I'm just really, I'm struggling, I'm fatigued, I don't have the energy like I used to, um, and you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just struggling. I'm, I, I need some help, um, and that can, that can be, it can be variable for, for um, everybody, right? But. There's no wrong time. It's not too early, not too late. It's not too early. It's not too late. Yeah. And that's, that's, 
that's the important piece here. Um, and you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So your dad is an example. Yep. You know, um, but the truth is, is life gets busy, and we kind of get put on this um, default setting where we just we just go 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 go, and sometimes we don't really um, pay attention to what we think are kind of small things, which are actually big things. Our body is talking to us and telling us, "Hey," um, but you know. I think if we can just say, hey, you know, I, I, I would like to make a change and I, I, I need a place to start. I don't know where to start. Come see us. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think you nailed it. That's that, that's how I would say it as well. And I, we timed this episode, obviously, coming right into the new year on mm-hmm. purpose of that's it seems like it's there's this two week window that. Pretty much everybody talks about a New Year's resolution, right? And, right. and maybe if people have a, a, a point of themselves of, I'm, I'm in a healthy position, that their change is going to be small. Mm-hmm. But we live in the Midwest. Yes. So there are a lot of people that are like, all right, I'm going to get active. I'm going to lose some weight. You know, I, gotta, I don't think a lot of people touch on stress and they need to. But a lot of people like to pick on what they're eating and exercise, especially around here, yes. exercise, right? Like they're sure. going to pick on that. Sure. And I think you're right. I think you hit it on the head of, this is a place to start. And yeah. I think that's the best way to say it is just simply that of like, honestly, I think the reason why so many, I, I just read a study of how many news resolutions actually fail and it's insanely high, right? right? And part of it is because we're just throwing darts at the wall and right. hoping we hit something right. versus why don't we start, so we don't know where truly to start. We think, meet with a professional, meet with the expert to help you get you on the right path so you actually can meet your goals. Right, and I always tell people, you know, we, like you said, throwing darts at the wall, right? It, it's, a, it's really about, we're not asking you to make a 180 degree change. We're asking for what are you willing to compromise on, right? You may be able to do certain things, but in your life, what are you willing to compromise on from a nutrition standpoint, from an activity standpoint? And if we can pull some of those um, things out and and set them as goals, even if it's just baby steps, it moves. It starts to move the dial, right? And little by little, you add up those baby steps together. It's like a snowball rolling down a hill, right? It it all adds up, and it's all benefit. It's beneficial, right? Ultimately, in the end. So, um, my biggest ask of patients when I see them in a visit is let's talking let's talk about what you're willing to modify yeah. um, and then and then we go from there yeah how long are you usually working with somebody like what's a normal timeline so obviously they have their visit with you mm-hmm. and then I'm guessing follow-up is either with you or whatever teammate gets yeah. identified as the main role player yeah. but how long if we want to call it like a plan of care if you will sure. how long are you kind of helping people on their journey how I long mean, do you ideally, think ideally ideally I would love to help folks for uh, like a full year most folks that I'm I'm seeing since the program started in June I will see folks I will see them back in about six weeks or so some folks continuously follow up with me every six weeks especially those who just just want to work with me individually and they want to um, you know do the goal setting and and that's great we have other um, once I start to pair them with other team members if they want to I will see them um, that 
first visit. I will see them six weeks later. And then some people will say, well, I honestly, Liz, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm doing great on this. Let's space it out a little bit. So I'll see him back at the three month mark, right? So we, I, I personalize it to people. If people need a little bit more accountability, I'll see him sooner. I got a lady right now, I'm seeing her every two weeks, right? Per ask, she wants to do that. She feels like she needs to have that check-in. Awesome, let's do it, you know? Um, so ultimately though, if I, can, if I can help out that first year, then people feel like, yeah, I've got the confidence, I've got my tools, I can do this, I feel comfortable, awesome. And if they, if they slip, I'm always here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the reason I ask it is for people to truly understand, because I'm sure the average person listening goes, a year? Yeah. It's going to take me a year to do this? <laughs> meaningful change doesn't happen quickly. Correct. And that's frustrating, right? Correct. It is. It's frustrating. Correct. But meaningful change is slow. Right. And maintaining change is hard. Absolutely. It just is, because it truly isn't. It's not a diet. It's not a quick plan. It's truly a lifestyle change. And thank you for calling that out, Charlie, because it's, it, this is not a diet. This is not short term. I always tell people zoom, or, you know, take your zoomed camera lens and, 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 and zoom it out, right? This is long term. This is lifestyle changes. And um, yeah, it's, it, it takes time. If things were easy, we wouldn't need this program. Bingo. Right? Bingo. So, and then the other thing I just want to touch on, because, you know, in the world of medicine, one of the hardest parts that I get frustrated with is when, you know, insurance dictates our care, Mm -hmm. right? I get frustrated. At the same time, it most frustrated is when it doesn't cover anything. Insurance Mm -hmm. covers nothing. And now we're truly, we start meeting the barrier of cost for people of it's cash, right? right? It's only out of pocket. What have you found already? Obviously, I know from a mainstream standpoint, this program is very new, even though it's been in the works for years yeah what are you seeing as far as you know you know can people get a referral and it can be insurance based is it only cash based what are what path can people go on yeah for most of our what i'm seeing um at least through my lens is most of our services are covered by insurance now yes every everyone's insurance plan is different so i always encourage people hey maybe just would be a bad idea it's never a bad idea to check with your insurance but the vast majority of folks i'm seeing insurance is covering uh, these visits and um in, and also covering um some of the ancillary team members that i mentioned before um i do have uh some resources for what it does cost out of pocket so if your insurance do- doesn't cover it at least it's not a surprise so right. you can have that information ahead of time we can link that on the website yep. or whatever yep. we're always always willing to be transparent yep. Yep. i have a, a link in today's description not only for your provider page but also a link to the to our lifestyle medicine yeah, page perfect how perfect. to contact us and all that'll all be in today's description perfect and then you know a referral is not necessary but i think it can help sometimes especially as it relates to insurance so um most people who come to see me do have a referral um but again it's not it's not mandatory so anything we missed anything that you wanted to make sure we talked about that we didn't get to talk about today i don't think so i think we covered it all yeah, I yeah. think that to me, the, the calling card of this, why I wanted to time it with, you know, right after the new year with, you know, the vast majority of people will do some sort of, uh, you know, a new year's resolution mm-hmm. is that the reason why the majority of them fail is that meaningful change is slow mm-hmm. and it's hard, it's hard and it's slow, mm-hmm. but 
doing things all alone is also really hard and makes things way more difficult. Absolutely. Get a team to help you out, meet with an expert and, and reach out. And, and that's what this is all about. Yeah. And, and also, I guess I will add embracing the challenges that come your way, right? We're human. We know that there's going to be barriers. There's going, there's going to be challenges. And I think that folks that I have found that have been the most successful are those that embrace those challenges. And it, it, yeah, it maybe will set them back for the day, but they don't let it stop them, right? Yep. They persevere through. And awesome. so, yeah, I think that's also a very important message. Well, good, Liz. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll have you back in the future for another topic. Absolutely. So, thanks thank for you, joining Charlie. Us. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Liz Summers. She did a very nice job of really speaking in plain terms, but I I learned a a lot as well. If I'm being honest, I thought I had a really good understanding of it, and I have a way better one now than than I did before. Uh, She did a great job of really really trying to explain to us and help us understand how multifaceted your health can really be, not only from nutrition, but also relationships and, and, and everything. So I thought she did a great job. I have a couple links in today's description. One is to Liz's provider page. And then the other one is to the landing page for lifestyle medicine. If you have more questions or want to uh, get in touch with Liz and, and learn more about what the whole world of lifestyle medicine is all about. Well, we're nearing the end of today's episode of Players Anatomy. I want to thank you again for listening. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe, tell a friend. We continue to try to grow our listening. Um, to keep up with everything that is going on that's Bell & Health Titletown, please just search at Bell & Health Titletown on any social media platform and you will find us there. And finally, we have Tridley's Cut. So I want to take a minute with this idea of New Year's resolutions because that's really why we chose to interview Liz here for our first interview of the new year. Um, and really, I know we didn't get into it too much, but when you look at stats of how how many New Year's resolutions actually succeed and fail, it's not a pretty number. And so if you're really motivated, that's what I'm going to do. This is my New Year's resolution. Sadly, the numbers are stacked against you. And a lot of it is, to me, what I learned a lot after hearing Liz talk was really this idea of people aren't addressing this from all directions from all facets here, uh, they're really just focusing on one thing of, I want to lose some weight. I want to get in better health, but not really realizing all the different things that can go into that. And quite frankly, the mixture or the recipe for that for each person is totally different and really starting with a professional. So I guess my, my rant is, you know, do you really know where you have to start? Do you really actually know all the aspects of your health that are affecting you right now? And do you really need know what you all need to focus on? And if you don't, then you need the guidance of a professional. And that's the kind of stuff now with that Liz is doing and the people on her team don't try to do this all on your own. Have somebody help you guide you on this journey and consult a professional. And this is with anything. You know, you roll your ankle. Don't just go online and read about it. Consult a professional. You know, if something's not right, consult a professional and start and have somebody help you on that journey. Well, thank you again for listening. I am Charlie DeClean, and we'll see you next time on Players Network.